American Nightmare Podcast presents Wrath of the Golden Ninja Chapter 27 Realm of the Unlit Di Chong was in trouble. Her mother had been crushed to mush by some dragon beast. She was now blind and the others, who were supposedly heroes, left her to die. Chong could have sworn she had heard Roland. Was this real? She felt herself helplessly floating through some kind of ether. There was a feeling of utter uselessness now. A cripple who couldn't see whose boyfriend had tried to kill her. Chong lamented on her mother, whom had endured so many hardships as a little girl. Chong remembered her mother's stories in which she told of Mao's attempt to keep up with the West. Farmers turned makeshift industry workers, forcing inexperienced peasants to work in communes where collectivization and exaggeration led to the death of more than 30 million people. How they had shot all the sparrows out of the sky to prevent them from eating the crops, which in turn caused an ecological imbalance of an unprecedented scale. Vermin ravaged the land, decimating crops. The Great Leap Forward, where she survived by eating living or inanimate materials, including lime, leather, and tree bark. And when there was no more leather, when tree bark was not enough to sustain her withered body, she ate pieces of her grandfather, who had insisted through a conscious decision to sacrifice himself so that his bloodline could live on. In the unlit, Chong was made to remember. To remember how her mother and the rest of the family had engorged themselves on her great-grandfather's heart, each succulent ventricle she tried to imagine as an exotic delicacy foods that only emperors ate, the ones that were exported by Western dignitaries, like the macaroni that Marco Polo introduced to that fabled foreign land. In the Cultural Revolution, where she had voluntarily signed up to join the Red Guards, it was Mao's great purge, no different than the dark ages of European lore Chong used to read about. Mom told her the story of how she had almost beaten her literature teacher half to death at the behest of the leader of her cell. Dr. Lee was her favorite teacher and almost triple her age. Lee had lost an eye and was accused of being counter-revolutionary and a lapdog of the bourgeoisie. In Chinese, 
they called it chiku, to eat bitterness. The death of her husband of 40 years and the death of her own mother, she was the only person in the whole wide world that thought Chong was worth anything. Who would want her now? The ether was pulling at and rearranging her thoughts. She called out, but nobody was there. Half of her was too quiet. It was like sound had been completely canceled. The other half of her could hear the faint cries of people. Instinct said that was the exit. Chong desperately wanted to go there, but something else was holding her back. There was another half. It wasn't a physical force holding her back, but an idea. Then there were two, and then three. The first idea that rolled out of the black was revenge. In a great big explosion of emotion, she needed revenge and she didn't know exactly why she needed it. Perhaps it was for the suffering of her mother. The second was this insatiable thirst for knowledge that was being fed to her. In her world time, time was linear, always going forward at the exact same interval. But in this place, she was made to understand that there was no real concept of time. One could theoretically learn 1,000 languages, which would take several lifetimes in her world. But she would not have moved an inch forward or backward in the unlit. Faint cries were still heard a distance away. Chong wanted to go there, but she thought that maybe she could stay here just a while longer. Just a little while. Just a couple of minutes more. Besides, what was waiting out there for a blind, crippled, lonely girl? More knowledge was needed to exact revenge on entities that had wronged her even though she had no idea who wronged her. They had left her here to die. Yes, that was a good reason for revenge. A very good reason. Di Chong was in trouble as she lay in the ether a little while longer. Hey guys, hello. This is Randall Sanborn Fields, writer and producer of American Nightmare Podcast Presents. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can help this podcast survive. $1, $5, or $10 slots uh, are available. Please take the time just to donate. I have already recorded 74 episodes um, and 
hopefully I can get some supporters so I can do more. Because one thing I would like to do is have more actors in this podcast. So I don't have to be the only one um, recording all the voices. And I also want to introduce more characters, which would mean more writers. So ultimately, I want to expand uh, on this universe. And it's only possible uh, by donations. So you can donate via the, the pod app, the Podbean app. Uh, there's a red button on top under the uh, the photo of American Nightmare Podcast Presents. You see where it says Patronage. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. If you don't have the Poppy app, uh, you can go to the Patreon page, which is patron.podbean.com slash the golden ninja. And patron is spelled P-A-T-R-O-N dot podbean.com slash the golden ninja and it would be much appreciated thank you as you can see i'm not very professional at doing this next time i'll i'll write something but this is just off the fly so forgive me but thank you